I'll be your dream, I'll be your wish, I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope, I'll be your love, be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath, truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong, I will be faithful, cause I'm counting on a new beginning, a reason for living, a demon. Welcome back to Montante's World, episode 149. This is going to be a solo endeavor. It's been a while since I did one of these. Um, VD, as many people have now seen, has been busy with his grandfather, Hall of Fame uh, football lifer, Dick Vermeil, uh, as he's on the sidelines in Los Angeles after suffering one of the worst losses in the history of all sports. Yeah, football, softball, uh, hockey, uh, any, any name, name a sport. Name a sport. It's just, you know, Include, you want to include uh, cornhole in there? Include it. One of the worst losses you ever seen: the Miami Hurricanes just having an absolute brain fart. Then their defense lets up an absolute bomber, but not a big deal. Uh, VD, thank you for saying you'd come on last week. I know life gets in the way. And beyond average, Mick, uh, since he said he was going to come on, he's been on the main show and is claiming he's going to do two or three beyond averages. So I don't want to dilute him and wear him down. But we have a lot of real stuff going on in the world. A lot of serious stuff. Um, not a joking matter. Things going crazy in the Middle East, but first we we, we got some real stuff to uh to get to in, in this world. So let's get to the biggest controversy brewing. Uh, let's get to it. Hello, Minna fans. It's a beautiful Monday morning in Sydney, and for some reason, I'm still seething about the Minna fan top fifty debacle. The one fact that I want to make sure is not lost in this is that the committee of Gus, Mayo and Tim never, ever, ever had a finalised list. That was their one and only job. They never, ever finalised the list. If you watch the Top 50 show, they admit to that. They had a, a pretty much a list. But can we go into a broadcast with pretty much a list? That is not the Kirk Minahan way to half-ass anything. So I pulled out of hosting because I did not want to be a part of it. All the smoke and mirrors about me moving myself up, that is just a distraction from the fact that Gus, Mayo and Tim never ever took this seriously. Any changes I made on the Google Doc can be undone in three seconds with two clicks. The fact is Gus, Mayo and Tim never looked at the list, they never gave a shit, and they basically pissed on the Minifans with their disregard. Now, what's great about this is what makes Menners a genuinely good person, not only for this world, but uh, as a whole, because he is smarter than people give him credit for. He knows what's going on for the most part. He does let his feelings get in the way a little, little bit too much, but for the most part, he seems to be pretty grounded. Now, this is one of those scenarios where I was criticizing this as soon as it came out. I thought the Minifan 50 was kind of cheesy, and I said, hey, you know, if another you know show or podcast did this, they'd be jumping down their throats. But I think that was kind of a whole whole part of this, obviously, that uh, they knew this was cheesy, but it was something to pass time and kind of get into and uh, mock as it went along. Menners took this as a badge of honor and took it way more seriously than he should have. But the clip we just played, he he's not wrong. Like If you're going to be a part of this, you're going to have to take it seriously. And Menners, I think at the end of the day, is vindicated here. I love everybody involved. Well, no. Uh, I, I really, really, lo- I like Augustus. I love Tim. Um, who the fuck else was involved? Whoever else was involved. 
Um, name escapes me right now. There's the third person out there floating away. I don't know who it is, but uh, the Menors, Menors is spot on here. Menors is, oh, who the fuck else is it? BA came on. Yeah, I don't know who this third person is. It's escaping me. But Menors is the best. Um, I would hate to see him have his KMS network uh, title removed from him because nobody else would actually take it as seriously as he does, which which makes him pure. But he's at the same time an asshole, kind of a, a dickhead, and being wrong about this. He's not really wrong. He's just being too serious about this. But that's what you want here. So I think all support should be thrown behind Menors. Uh, Menors is right. Uh, I hate saying that. He was wrong a lot in the past, and he'll be wrong, I'm sure, going forward. But in this instance, if you're sharing a Google Doc and people are not opening it until the night of, and then as soon as this thing starts, 15 minutes before, everyone's kind of opening it and finding out old news for the first time, making it fresh news, uh, uh, come on. I, I know something as arbitrary and silly as this, but listen, you signed up to do it. Even me, I, I thought this was silly. I would have checked this sucker out at least the day before. Give myself a little credit there, so... Is what it is, Menors. Um, I hope you I hope you survive this. I, I appreciate the work you do. All right, we have to whisper for the next part because I just tried to talk about dumpster gate where I pee behind my dumpster because Alex takes forever in the bathroom and she overheard me and she went ballistic. She said, "My business, my business. If you behind, if you pee behind the dumpster, it's your fault. Don't put that out there. I'm just shower taking a bath and relaxing. Don't put that out. Don't put it out there." It's not a big deal, but I'm, I'm, I'm escalated, so we're just going to ignore it. Okay, so I had a I had a great bit. I was like three minutes in. I'm not going to play any of it. But um, anyway, let's get into uh, the next thing. Uh, NFL so far, we're through five weeks. The Jets are two and three, a hot two and three. The Pats are a dumpster fire at one and four. Uh, speaking of dumpsters. <laughs> um, well, listen, something that these, these Pat fans have to understand, right? When I put out this this shit talk, you guys have to realize that I'm coming from a place of pain. Um, this is nothing personal. It's just it's it's been a tough spot for me the last two decades plus. So when I see the Pats struggling, I understand you can come back to me and say, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, Jets suck. What are the Jets in the last two decades? Yeah, cocksucker. I know more than you do. Trust me, I feel it more than you do. I'm just saying from an objective standpoint." The Jets had a laugh-out-loud moment with Aaron Rodgers coming out, the coolest entrance of all time, and getting hurt within four plays. I get that. Same old Jets, blah, 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 blah. That, that being said, the same breath, Mac Jones is terrible. Mac Jones is the worst. You guys are legitimately, no joke, top five worst rosters in football, and you're, you're seeing it now play out every Sunday. Um so you can make fun of the Jets. You can say the Jets haven't done X, Y, and Z. I, I know that. I get that. I respect that. But let's just talk about this year. You guys are a joke. I don't know what you guys are going to do. Realistically, um, I think everyone's starting to realize that Mac Jones is not the guy. Uh, do you play him the rest of the year to prove what we already know, that he's not the guy? Do you give Zappy a chance? Although I think you guys like, cut him, brought him back. Um, you guys brought in the kid from Carolina. Corral, who's a good-looking kid, uh, for whatever that's worth, not much, um, but then who went missing, and then you guys re-signed. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I don't know, but I'm just saying, if you guys feel the need to let me know how much the Jets suck. Oh, the, my new favorite, actually. Um, we'll, we'll get into this later on with the whole producer search. But they're like, oh, like uh, Jets suck, and you lost producer search. Like, yeah, man, I know. I'm two for two. I got you. I got you. But listen, all I'm saying is, going forward, let's just be 
civil about this, okay? I know the Jets suck, but you guys have to take it on the chin now. You had your time on top of the throne, and what makes you guys vulnerable is when you guys were bad, you did not realize you were bad. You still thought you were this. You still thought you were that. No. No, you are an entirely different team than you were six, seven years ago from top to bottom. The only thing that remains the same are the team colors and Bill Belichick. And I got news for you. A lot of you dorks that are now calling for Bill to be on the hot seat or whatnot, you guys are spoiled brats. Shut up. Bill Belichick can have three winless seasons in a row for what he's done for that entire region. Respect him. Tough times happen in sports. Tough times happen in life. You have to go through it. You guys saying that Bill should be fired, Bill should be removed, he's the reason. Listen, now, I will give you guys credence here. He has way too much power when it comes to actually creating his teams. There should be a disconnect to a point between building your team like a GM and being a head coach. Okay, so he's got he's over he's overreached that there. I, I get that. But you guys cannot praise Bill Belichick and be ready to take a bullet for him six years ago and now claim that you want him out and he's the main reason you guys are not what you used to be, okay? So take a step back because I got news for you. The pillow, I'm about to boss this. What do I say? The pillow is not always colder on the other side. Is that a real expression? It is now. The, I got news for you guys. The pillow is not always colder on the other side, okay? Remember that. Put that on the back of a fucking Snapple, Snapple top because that's the truth that I think I just made up. So, on an incredibly serious note, um, two days ago, seeing it come across the timeline, Hamas attacked Israel. Now, the first first instinct that we have is this has been happening forever, um, nothing new. But then when you kind of saw uh, the severity of it, you realize this was a different level attack. And initially, I, I felt myself getting super caught up and feeling obviously terrible for the people that was happening to and I was hoping for revenge on Hamas and the people of Palestine and then I caught myself you know deja vu with the people of Ukraine and obviously we now know how that's playing out Uh, although there are a lot of people caught up in it and it's a terrible endeavor there's still a big 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 undertone uh, globalist plan going on there so I realized that but then I, I had time to reflect, and I'll be honest, uh, you know, a couple of days into it, I, I, I much more, am much more sympathetic to the people of Israel than, than I am uh, Ukraine. And it's just a goddamn shame. I mean, the, 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 the thing's coming out. Seeing these fucking barbarian morons coming in on these, like, paragliding or hang gliding things. With these, with these heavy, heavy, uh, heavy guns coming in, just mowing people down, it's fucking terrible. It's, 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 it's insane. It's like San Andreas stuff that you, you see in, you know, in a video game, but it's actually coming in real life, and it, it's just bizarre. Uh, I mean, this tension's been there our whole lives, but to see, kind of the divide where people are standing, obviously genderless retards uh, in college who have been programmed to hate MAGA. MAGA are terrorists themselves, right? These are the same people who are now saying free Palestine. So it just really gives you an inside glimpse of how corrupt and how broken these people's brains have uh, become. And then on top of that, like we've had uh, politicians like AOC, um, Ilhan, Ilhan Omar, that makes a little more sense than AOC, but we've had a lot of these politicians, you know, the, the with the woke five, what the fuck they call them, 
who have been very openly anti-Israel and then pro-Palestine, who are now in a bizarre spot because it's, it's a horrific optic, horrific optic. So move past that and you think, what's what's the next step? What's what's the next step here? What's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? So best case scenario is um, Israel gets rid of these morons. Other countries that quote-unquote support Palestine, uh, like Iran, obviously, Egypt, uh, Qatar, you know, any of these countries come out there and say, listen, um, we condemn what they did. Uh, this is terrible. No more. That's, that's glass half full. Worst case scenario would be that Israel defends themselves and now go on the counteroffensive and actually enter uh, the Gaza Strip in Palestine for the first time since 1973 and kind of go on the counteroffensive, which you really couldn't blame them if they did. And if they do that, uh, I mean, listen, Israel, say you want to about them. If you, if you want to show up at a, you know, music festival and kill innocent civilians, yeah, you got the upper hand. Israel has the most modern technology in the world, even including the USA. Like, they have top-notch stuff. Um, so if they go out there, they're going to be fighting barbarians. They're going to have the upper hand on every level. So if that happens and enough propaganda or whatever gets out there of uh, their counteroffensive and countries like Egypt start getting involved and all these other countries start sending in troops to get involved and then this escalates even further. The same people that have been fighting this proxy war in Ukraine, uh, where Ukraine is getting leveled, by the way. Don't, don't let that get lost in translation here. Um, if that really comes to a head here, that'll really kick off uh, World War Three, which I think the globalists and the people in charge are just begging, begging to see. Um, and every time you think that's slowing down and Ukraine war is losing steam, some shit like this absolutely pops off. So I don't know, man. I don't think they're going to stop until they have full-on boots on the ground on both sides and mashed casualties. Uh, and it's fucking terrible to say. You know, I would love to be wrong on this one. But we're moving our you know biggest uh, carrier warship uh, near there. And, and I'll tell you what. Hamas came out and said, yeah, if you do this, like we're not scared. And yeah, listen, these people don't have fucking toilet paper. These people are, are barbaric. Yeah, they're not. They don't. They, when they say they're ready to go see Allah and they're fucking 70 virgins, they're not lying. Like, these are barbarians. These are people. You can mock Christianity all you want. Like, go ahead. Just absolutely mock the living hell out of it. Nothing will, nothing will come. You won't lose your job. No bad Google review. You make fun of Allah. Uh, you know, Charlie Hebdo. Ask them what happens. You know, you get fucking murdered. So these people are a different type of loyal or ride and die, she'd say so. It's fucking terrible. Um... All I'll say on this, to end this, all you fucking liberal retards that said, you know what, anybody but Trump, anybody but Trump, anybody but Trump, um, were the same people saying four years before Trump won the first time. Well, if Trump wins, you know, we'll have World War Three. Well, if Trump wins, the economy will crash. Well, if Trump wins, I got news for you. Shut your fucking mouth. Do yourself a favor. Hate Trump all you want. I get it. He's very vocal. He's... A larger-than-life personality. He's yeah, he's rambunctious. He's a bit of a hothead. I get why you would not like him. Okay, but if you have any objective bone in your fucking body, and you look at 
look at the first two and a half years of Trump, okay? Because COVID came in, which is a man-made disease. We're not going to discuss this right now. I'm, I'm being straight up with you. Because you can look at the last year and go, oh, they lost jobs, and now the last year of Trump was terrible. Yeah, but at the same time, you guys were screaming from the rooftops for everything. So we're not going to treat Trump's fourth year as a real year because the deep state, the people in power, made his fourth year a fucked up year. You know it. I know it, okay? But let's just be honest. The first two years of Trump were the exact opposite of what you were pretending to be mortified about. So Biden is corrupt. The world does not respect Biden. Why would you, by the way? There's no reason to respect Biden. This is a dumpster fire, okay? BLM is a fraud scam of an organization. You think police crime, quote-unquote police crime, stopped? No. There is just no more uh, need to weaponize it against the politicians because right now the quote-unquote good guys are in charge, okay? So we have things... Uh, being buried, things not being weaponized against American people. And I'll tell you what, it's so obvious to see, but if Trump were to win next year, BLM would be back. We'd have all these problems back in the forefront. So all I'm asking you, if you vote, if you care about your, your future, your kid's future, or just anything, look at the cost of gas. Look at the cost of cat food. Look at the cost of your food. Look at the cost of everything. It's going up. Everything's going up. Look at the world wars. Right. You want to say Trump was a, a, you know, a danger to the world. Bullshit. We are on the path to World War Three with two obvious starter points right now. So be honest, you don't have to like Trump, but call a spade a spade. This is not good. Elect the orange man. He's the only choice. Please. You don't have to like the orange man. You don't even have to admit to anybody that you voted for the orange man. Because guess what? Your dead relative who died a decade ago. Their vote will probably cancel out the way the way this thing goes. But do me a favor, okay? If you have a fucking brain in your head, vote for the orange man, please. Let's move on. So let's close out with a lot of people wanted to hear in the first place. You just listened to a seven-plus-minute uh, tirade uh, telling you why you should vote red. So first off, good advice. You're welcome for that. Don't worry about it. Not a big deal. Uh, but we'll, we'll, let's get to... What people probably want to listen to now, a week plus removed, um, the KMS producer search. And sorry if I had my serious voice on. I know that's a, a big, big problem uh, to some people. I don't know how to change that or whatnot, but it, it is what it is. So uh, I'll be up front, and this was used against me like it was some type of discovery when I said, when I started doing my Tonti's World. First off, it was in the heart of COVID, so I was bored out of my fucking mind. Uh, and second off, the only thing that we were doing, I was watching Belarus soccer and I was listening to podcasts. And during this time, uh, Jerry Callahan show had an opening and I reached out to Colonine because he was the one leaving. And as a joke, he kind of entertained me. And I kind of got the understanding that obviously you like the same interests. I was very annoyed by that. You like the same interests, but we can't hire you because uh, you have no experience in this field. Now, at that time, I was 26, 27. I'm not going to go back to school for this. I have a full-time job, uh, but COVID is a little different. So I figured I had, some, I had some time on my hands. So I had to create this uh, background that at this point did not exist. So I started Montante's World, and I was very upfront about it. So the reason I'm doing this is to learn as I go along uh, and kind of go from there. So when people are like, oh, well, you, you, know, you, you did this just to 
you know, get a step ahead. Yeah, no shit. That's the entire reason why I did it. So when this entire thing, and maybe I'll release the original video after this, if, you know, if I have two people ask for it, I'll put it out there. But I was listening a little behind on Sunday when uh, Colleen got quote-unquote fired. And as soon as it happened, I recorded a video saying I wanted the job. I've always This was always the end goal, was to have a shot at this position. Um, so, yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, the search dragged on a bit. And for what it's worth, and I don't blame them. I'm the same way. Listeners to this show, when it comes to public opinion, which is kind of irrelevant because when it comes down to it, it's really just Kirk's opinion. Uh, but you could have a great show on a Tuesday, and 23 hours later, someone could show up out of the blue, say a couple wacky things about themselves, and have a great show Wednesday, and you're, you're old news. So every time that I thought I was in there for the last time, pitching myself, another week of three or four shows would go on, and I would have to get back in there. Now, this is not an excuse. It, it is what it is. But I was at a slight disadvantage being seven hours away each each. And so it's a 14-hour round trip, being conservative. I mean, hit traffic, forget about it. You're at 18 hours. But I wanted it. I wanted it. Um, so I kept trying. I obviously had a, a large disadvantage. The big thing was, like, Mick and everybody were like, oh, well, you know, you should know the equipment, no, which is which is fair to the average person. Now, I don't know if people know this. I did finish dead last in my class. I can watch. I can be imprisoned for a year. I could watch the same three-minute video on repeat hundreds of times a day. After the 365 days, you give me a three-question quiz on this video, I might get two out of three. Probably have a learning disability. It is what it is. I learn by doing. Plus, I don't have the 800 bucks to shell out to get this equipment. So I was learning on the fly. Hand up. It is what it is. I don't think that actually kept me from getting the job i'm just gonna be super honest on it so it is what it is i tried to learn to fly uh but the biggest thing that i found kind of uncomfortable and awkward about this whole thing was trying to when you weren't in there trying to show that you care about the show you're trying to do something for the show but not making it about yourself that's the toughest part because at the end of the day it's the kirkman ant show you don't work for them. So that was a very, very tough balance. Um, but all in all, obviously did not get it. Uh, when I was there, super nervous. Because you got to realize, I'm if I were to get presented this superb opportunity, which I wanted, I would have to uplift and move four states away, which I would not be willing to do for anything but this, I don't like New England. If I'm going to move, I'm a creature happy, by the way. I like what I like. I know what I know. The smallest thing will throw me off and take me a while to adjust to. I do not like New England. If I had to move, it would be south. For obviously political political reasons. But this would be the one opportunity, even if it was a lateral move financially, that I would uplift and move for. Had the conversations with Alex, mother, everything cleared good to go so <clears throat> so when it came time to where i heard the, th heard the news when he said um coleman got the first thing i said early on coleman was the smart choice 
obvious choice, the safe choice. And he had a, a clear backing. I knew at that point I had no shot for the second role, which was good. Which was good because in a bizarre world, if I did get offered the second role, I don't know what Augustus is making. I don't want to get in, in you know inside his pocket. I can't imagine it's... I'd have to imagine it's less than I'm making, so it would be a bizarre move. Um, but that being said, when it's all said and done, say congratulations to uh, Coleman. Go awkwardly shake Augustus's hand, which I missed. Uh, thank you, Warden of the North, for pulling that and posting that same night. But yeah, when Kirk comes over, he's like, oh, like, oh, you seem upset. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted the job. You know, you know, I don't... A lot of stuff doesn't bother me. When I want something, I don't get it. Yeah, it's going to fucking bother you. So, is what it is. Uh, I'm human. But, uh, we'll see. I still I still love the show. Listen to every every second. We'll see. I still think there may be a, a side role where I can contribute. Uh, what that may be uh, depends. I would love to continue to uh, contribute from the side, though. So, hopefully, Kirk uh, reaches out to me. We could... Uh, Figure out something that makes sense for the show uh, and him because he pays for everything out of pocket. So we'll try to figure that out, hopefully. But even if that goes to the wayside, love the show, love the opportunity. And the fact that these Looney Tunes, I think the guy's name, very, very creative on Twitter. I think it's Minifan something. Created these Montard shirts. Hilarious. Uh, Legendary. I I forgot my shirt actually in Saco. So if you are listening to this, DM me. Uh, I'll give you my address. Alex does want one of them. Uh, none of the sizes you have actually fit me, so it's irrelevant on that front. Uh, but yeah, so it is what it is. I look forward to, at bare minimum, uh, being in there when I'm there for my normal job, which is maybe once every three weeks. But in a perfect world, I would like to be in there at least once a week. Uh, I could swing it and could contributing at some uh, at some some point. So we'll see. Um, as far as the first week or so of the era 3.0, I think Coleman has been everything that I thought he would be. Uh, he's been very good. Gus, you know, I don't want to, I don't mean to come off as a hater. The one thing that kind of skewed me out about Gus was now this is going to bring into a fault about Colonnade. Yeah, maybe Colonnade did not post on Instagram for you know two years, whatever the fuck it was. When I saw Gus. And I'm assuming it's Gus, but they don't have this 100% authority. When I saw that the show was posting on Instagram, first off, first instinct, good. Should have been happening a while ago. But then when I saw Gus on Instagram tag his personal Instagram, it's like, Gus kind of makes it a little bit too much about Gus, but I don't think he's doing it intentionally. At the end of the day, life is all about intentions. I don't think he's doing it to raise his quote-unquote, you know, persona or whatnot. So, don't mean to come off as, you know, come across as a hater there. Uh, love the show. Curious to see what it develops into. I think the first month is going to be easy. You know, a lot of stuff happening behind the show with the move itself. A lot of, you know, uh, Barstool stuff. I'm curious to see when the show truly settles in, uh, how, how they continue to mesh. But, best show on earth. Um, and congratulations to those two to winning it. Uh, if you are still listening to this, you know, 25 minutes in or whatever we are, uh, God bless you. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys at uh, the next live show in Portland in March. Thanks.